To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations for from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. Why critics of carbon capture say it's a distraction from getting to net zero. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. In rural North Dakota, an old coal-fired power plant is being retrofitted to capture emissions before they enter the atmosphere and store them underground. $890 million from the 2022 bipartisan infrastructure law will go towards that and two similar projects in California and Texas. Critics take issue with spending taxpayer money to kick the tires on carbon capture and storage technology. They include Catherine McKenna, Canada's former Minister of Environment and Climate Change. She's now CEO of Climate and Nature Solutions and chairs the UN's expert group on net zero commitments. So when we start talking about carbon capture and storage, in particular, I'm talking about oil and gas uh, for fossil fuel companies. It's not a solution that's going to be, you know, at any kind of scale uh, or any cost, but a particular affordable cost. So one, it's a distraction from what needs to happen now, which is reduce emissions by half globally by 2030. But the other problem is that uh, it's a solution that ranks really low on real solutions. So fossil fuels, there's an alternative to fossil fuels. It's renewable energy. And in particular, we've seen wind and solar energy. The price have gone down drastically and we have better battery storage. So we have other solutions. So my concern, and I've really seen this in Canada, but also globally, is that you have fossil fuel companies talking about carbon capture and storage as if it's like a big solution to the problem when it really isn't. So instead, we're being distracted to talk about something that isn't going to help in the short term to tackle the climate crisis and then focuses on a solution that isn't, you know, the main solution that we need, which in the case of fossil fuels is actually moving as quickly as we can to renewable energy. Mm -hmm. So you've talked about how this is not a short-term solution, but I do want to dwell on this point for a moment. Is the issue that this technology isn't where it needs to be for it to work now or that carbon capture won't ever be a viable approach in your view? Well, the problem with carbon capture and storage is one of these things that, that the industry, fossil fuel industry, has been talking about for decades as this, you know, magic bullet, the solution. We don't have to, you know, get out of fossil fuels. We'll just do, we're just going to capture the emissions from fossil fuels. And it, it, it just hasn't happened. 
And if you look at what scientists have said, carbon capture is one of the least effective, most expensive climate change mitigation options on Earth. The percentage of um, emissions that are being captured at the source is not very significant, especially for the cost we're talking about, because you got to make decisions with money. It's it's an option that may play a small role. The International Energy Agency has said that. But the first thing we should be looking at is how do you get large reduction in emissions? Um, and fossil fuel companies don't like talking about this, but it's actually moving off of fossil fuels. We are in a fossil fuel largely fossil fuel caused climate crisis. But I know, and I've seen this in Canada, every conversation with fossil fuel companies gets to carbon capture and storage, the need for more subsidies. So the government to spend more taxpayer money on option that, as I said, is the least effective, most expensive um, of the climate change mitigation options available. And as somebody who spent considerable time in government in Canada as a member of parliament there, um, help me understand this. If carbon capture is so problematic as you lay out, then what is it that keeps driving governments, including Canada, including the U.S. under the Biden administration, including the U.K.? They're all funding or providing financial incentives for these projects. Why? Uh, well, I would say there's certainly a lot of lobbying by oil and gas companies, both for subsidies um, and against policies that would, you know, foster cleaner solutions by these companies is hugely problematic. And look, I'm a reasonable person, like all, you know, solutions on deck. But if if the oil and gas companies really thought carbon capture was the big, you know, solution, the magic bullet, then they would be investing at scale. They're not even doing that. So take the example of Canada. I'm not in politics anymore, but I, I you know, I'm a taxpayer. I'm wondering why you have fossil fuel companies making historic profits, profits they've never made before, largely off of an illegal war caused by Russia. They're not investing it in, in, at scale in, in, in carbon capture and storage. They're giving it share buybacks and then demanding that taxpayers pay for carbon capture and storage um, to subsidize that while Canadians are paying even more for heating oil and gas. If the fossil fuel companies are so convinced that CCS is the solution, then they should go fill their boots and invest in it at scale and not ask for subsidies while they're making record profits that they're returning to their shareholders. We'll be right back. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Catherine McKenna, Canada's former Minister of Environment and Climate Change. I'm curious, as you have moved from a lawmaker in Canada to what is essentially the UN's expert now on what's known as greenwashing, what has struck you as you have watched, uh, you know, what you essentially would characterize as the distraction tactics by the fossil fuel industry on carbon capture? Well, I mean, I, I'm just someone, once again, like, you know, I was asked by the UN Secretary General to have bring credibility to net zero claims. So when you have companies, including fossil fuel companies, who say, we're net zero, we're committed to net zero. Well, is that actually what's happening? The reality is there's a test. Are your emissions going down now? Is your money going from fossil fuels to clean at scale? On both those tests, fossil fuel companies fail. Um, and also, the International Energy Agency has been very clear that you cannot be investing in new fossil fuel infrastructure and say that you're net zero. 
we often talk about carbon capture and storage in the context of the fossil fuels sector. That's what we've been doing for most of this conversation. But there are other sectors that are really hard to decarbonize. How is the conversation different there or how should it be different? Well, look, compare fossil fuels to other sectors that are hard to decarbonize. So if you take the production of aluminum, steel, cement, all products that we need, we don't have great alternatives. And I will say I'm seeing a lot of advances, a lot of technological solutions to help decarbonize those sector, but there's sectors, but there's a long way to go. And we do need these products. Carbon capture and storage has probably more of a role to play in those sectors where you don't have good alternatives. Not saying we shouldn't go the renewables path by any means, but what do you say to the argument that it's worth at least investing in trying to see if we can make this technology viable? Uh, you go fill your boots, fossil fuel companies. You want to invest, then do it. And stop asking for subsidies from taxpayers. Like, you know, it's people that are paying the price with the, you know, the cost of their heating fuels, but also paying the price in terms of the impacts of climate change, which has huge economic costs as well as, you know, costs in people's lives. And we still seem to be very far from a very basic economic principle, which is that polluters pay. In this case, polluters aren't even paying for the solution that they say would help tackle the problem, but they're not paying for the damage that is caused by the climate crisis that is a fossil, it's, you know, largely driven by fossil fuel companies, and they have known this for decades. They've hidden the problem for a long time. They denied um, the science, even though they had the science, but now they seem to move to a more sophisticated form of climate denial, which is actually saying, well, let's focus on the solution that is not effective. It's not scalable. It's beyond the 2030 timeline that we should be focused on. And I think that is a massive problem. That was Catherine McKenna at Climate and Nature Solutions. The Department of Energy says the three carbon capture projects getting funded could curb carbon dioxide emissions equivalent to those of 1.7 million gas-powered cars each year. In its announcement last month, the DOE said it supported research on carbon capture and storage tech for more than two decades. But there is robust debate among authorities in the energy space on the merits of carbon capture and storage. The Paris-based International Energy Agency has said that the fossil fuel industry needs to let go of what it calls the illusion that implausibly large amounts of carbon capture are a viable solution to climate change. In response, ExxonMobil CEO Darren Woods said there was no solution set out there today that is at the scale to solve the problem. More on that on our website, marketplacetech.org. We've also posted former Minister McKenna's recent op-ed in Time magazine on the need for exponential climate action. Daniel Shin produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.